Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Looking for a great haircut or shave experience? Come to Champion Salon and Barber. Our skilled barbers and stylists are dedicated to giving you the best service possible. Whether you need a simple haircut or a complete grooming package, we have you covered. And while you're here, feel free to enjoy a complimentary beer and chat with our friendly staff. We have two convenient locations in Waco and Woodway, Texas. You can also book appointments online or through our app, making it easy to schedule your next visit. So why wait? Visit Champion Salon and Barber today and experience a cut above the rest. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm I'm here. We're here. We showed up. I feel very crispy. And where'd we show up to? To Rogue Media Network. Oh, yeah. to Boobay. Boobay. <laughs> you know, it's both are true. Both are true. We are in the lovely Rogue Media we Network studios. We table. are here to talk about horror movies, you guys, because it's right. Boobays. And I am Joshua and I am Caitlin. Yes. And we're your host. And we're here to talk about all the things we're excited, that right? you would want to. Yes. Because what are we doing? It's summer timey outside. And like you said, it was very Keepy. hot when you walked in. Yes. Oh my god. Extremely hot today. I think actually we have like a power grid warning or something like today. Oh they, shit. That one surprised me. Make sure they were like conserve energy because it's so hot and obviously everybody's running, I guess, their air con and electricity. But like my AC when there I was got a warning home was and my eighty six. And I was ah. like, no. That's hot. So I turned that motherfucker down. That's so way I am too hot. Not, I mean, it's been on 86 all day, so I feel like I'm allowed to make it lower now. Yeah, yeah. I, I conserved, conserved for nine hours. I didn't. <laughs> it was on full blast. <laughs> it was hot. I, I literally, I got home and took a shower after teaching and was like mm-hmm. drenched after my shower. I just, I put and on my shirt mother, when I got here. I hate that feeling of like when you're like your clothes are wet even mm-hmm. like because you've been sweating that much like yeah. and it just feels gross that's how all damp nice well, and damp to Anyways. begin our lovely horror summer bash we're you know gonna who be... else is damp who jason because he's been in he the bottom of the pond this whole time and that is our lovely segue into what we're covering today we are going to be covering friday the 13th the og the original not the 2009 remake i believe is what it is and what what year was this from joshua it's 1980 <laughs> okay 1980. I was like, that's what I wrote down, but I don't trust myself. No, it's okay. It was 1980. Um, it was released two weeks before The Shining, actually. Oh. Two weeks right before The Shining. Wow. And it ended up making more money than The Shining did, just in its opening weekend. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, no, The Shining was. Well, yeah. So good. Um, <clears throat> but I think also, too, especially with, like, the creation of Friday, like, this whole film, I think it really had a, it had a really great marketing Um uh, system scheme. I don't know how to yeah, plan. I read that they started like 
marketing and putting clips before out. it wasn't made yeah before it even had financing yeah literally like, they're like we don't even... know if we can make this movie but we're gonna the uh, guy who came up with it um he put it like a an ad in like some paper or magazine yeah like months before it even was greenlit to go That's and so called it the scariest wild. film ever made yeah mm-hmm. wow way to hype yourself up yeah he really only had the idea of the title uh because he just really loved friday the 13th mm-hmm. and just kind of made that like and honestly that even kind of necessarily doesn't even have too much to do with the movie it's just that it happens to happen on that day on a friday the 13th yeah. mm-hmm. and i was talking with mike before this i believe it was actually released on a, on Friday, a Friday the, the 13th. 13th. That's yeah. perfect. said it was May 9th, I think, 1980. Um, but I didn't do enough research to see if that actually was Friday the 13th. But wouldn't the 13th be a 13th? Oh, my God, yeah. You're so right. I'm a fucking dumbass bitch. What is wrong with me? I'm like over here sitting oh my so God. confused. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that matters. So it right. was released on May 9th. May, May 9th? Okay. Well, that's a really but missed May, opportunity. Maybe it was right in right before a 13th. Like yeah. they couldn't get it like directly on. Ooh, so they just wanted, well. But. I want I you mean, to be scared on Friday. They really should have just waited. That was a missed opportunity, to be honest. I guess maybe they were like, we got to get a one-up on The Shining. And that probably could have been something to do with it. Maybe the next Friday the 13th was until like three or four months late. Yeah. And But honestly, though, May for a horror movie? Huh. Yeah, that's kind of an odd choice. But, but I, I feel will like say, that happens. The Shining came out two weeks later, so hey. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of like, Somewhat good-looking horror films have been coming out Not recently around like the Halloween time, yeah, yeah. spook season. I mean, yeah. I we we've been seeing more ads and stuff for them trailers, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, the, some of them are coming out like now and came out like two months ago and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. But we decided to open with this movie because I feel like the cultural significance that this movie plays in its role in like horror film and like a lot of the tropes that we know a good horror film for today, Mm -hmm. I feel like derived from the culmination of this movie because although too, this movie is basically like a a a conglomerate of like a whole bunch of other horror movies that yeah. kind of like came right before it. It um, says like the director took a lot of inspiration from Halloween, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be honest. I mean, other than the fact that it's like <clears throat> kind of a stocky killer or like something. Like the POV shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you didn't I, get I don't like those really vibes. get much Halloween vibes. And, yeah. and then the fact that they're like both hardcore slashers, and yeah. stuff with some pretty intense death. I got more psycho ah, vibes okay. with like the, especially with Miss Voorhees and mm-hmm. her at the end. Because it's like mommy and like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and see, that's where like. And then some of those overlapping scenes. A, and a lot of that was like them borrowing from because the guy who came up with the concept blatantly told the like director, the screenplay guy, like Halloween made a whole lot of movie, um, whole lot a of lot money. of money last year. And we want to capitalize on that and make just as much money Mm because he had been coming from his company where he had been making like movies that weren't making any money at all. Yeah. And so um, he wanted to try to capitalize on that. I see that Victor Miller is who's that. So the screenwriter Victor Miller Mm -hmm. originally came up with something, a a different name in mind. And, And so in the spring of 1979, he was calling the film Long Night at Camp Blood. Mm. And so now I understand why camp where blood the camp blood came in, in because mm-hmm. I was like, that's literally the dumbest fucking name I've ever heard. Really? Like camp y'all blood. couldn't think of anything else. Camp horror. Camp blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Uh, and and we'll come to that in a minute. What's up? Speaking of the camp, the camp used for filming is still operational. Really? So Camp Crystal Lake is actu- actually Camp uh, Nobi Bosco? Mm. Nobi Bosco. Where is a it at? Um, it that's say? a great question. <laughs> I, well, I saw, but it's a fully I, operational camp. I did see one of like the truck that drove Miss... Uh, I forget her name. One of the girls. Annie. Annie. There you go. Um, it said NJ on it. So I'm assuming they were in New Jersey. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I don't know if that's where. Because um, I was a little curious about where this all took place. No Bosco. Oh, well, it had a nice little link. It's literally called N-O-B-E-B-O-S-C-O. That sounds like. No Bosco. Okay. I see. <laughs> Since 1927. That's a long time. That is. I'm sure some people have died there. Oh, there had I to hope have so. been some. Oh, wait, that best. sounded really bad. I'm sorry. I don't hope so, but like it just would be really <laughs> fitting if it did. Um, I hope so many people have died. <laughs> literally. Um, it's in New Jersey, Hardwick, New Jersey. Hey, okay, there cool. You go. <clears throat> Context clues. Very important. You guys, be observant. So um, let's go ahead and jump in. I feel like uh, mm. this movie starts off with I love the opening shot of like the moon. And uh, already from the get go, I mean, you can tell this was filmed in 1980 because like it's got that grainy vibe to yeah. it, like the quality of the the film and like the sound. Um, uh, I guess we should let y'all know. Um, I watched it on Paramount Plus. That it's, is also where I watched it. It's free on there as well. Um, and but I do know that it's available for like rent, uh, for like two bucks on uh. Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Prime. Because we looked sure. there first and then we tried looking in a few other places. I'll always try to find like, where's the free one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and let's go to every single streaming app. And look it up and in. see. Because sometimes even if you Google it, it'll be like, it's here. And then when you go to look for it, it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. And there was somewhere else that like Andrew had looked it up. He was trying to get it ready. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, if fucking said it was free, what the hell? And then. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, try something else. Try, like, try Paramount Plus. Try something. And I then he hear, was like. I can hear and I can hear like his verbiage <laughs> saying that. Like I can hear him and his voice. That's funny. Um, but yeah. So uh, we have them opening up. We have us hearing some counselors are singing what you do at like a camp. It's uh, 1958. It mm-hmm. gives us a little time very thing at the bottom. Vibes. It was yeah, very it religious songs. It sounds songs. like a gospel song. Yeah. Yeah. They're singing a, a very religious song. The counselors are around the fire, but you know, they aren't acting religious because we it have Miss, uh, well, we didn't get names. We have two yeah. counselors that are just kind of eye Googling each other. And yeah, I, I put the same two. They're ogling. I was like, ooh, these, these campers are about to fuck. Um, but, and but, I love how right off the bat yeah. we get the, that, you know, the classic like, Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's already starting. And that and the, so you get the sound that Caitlin just made and it's throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And it's essentially like basically like what the like noises from Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be or like the piano for mm-hmm. um what's it called? The Halloween. Or Halloween, or yeah. They're both, yeah. The yeah. singing of the bells, something of the bells. Yeah, that's right. They were like <clears throat> super similar songs. Um and so yeah, it's it's I really like it because it kind of adds a little like extra layer throughout the whole movie. And I like the whole it feels campy. Sh- sh- ah, yeah, 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 it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like which is fitting sounds that you would hear like outside. Mm-hmm. Like uh, speaking of some of those sounds, like those animal sounds, mm-hmm. some of those birds sounded like they were screaming. Oh, yeah. There was some and really unique. It all gave me like bird sounds. Nostalgic, uh, familiar feeling of like even here, like sometimes when you go outside Texas heat and you just hear like. The cicadas, the cicadas the, like, yeah. s- mm-hmm. outside, and that's what we got a lot through this movie. It, yeah, um, it very much gave you like you're at camp. Where at camp? Camp blood. Camp um, blood. And so we have them all singing. Obviously, uh, these two were 
eye fucking each other. So they get up, they go away. She passes her car to someone and they sneak off. And it's kind of like, oh, we know what this is happening. They're going to go try to find somewhere to canoodle and kiss and whatever. And she, she's she asked him like, oh, is this how Marianne kisses? And he's like, oh, I wouldn't know that. Like basically trying to tell her he has only eyes for her. I'm mm. like, he lying. lying he at camp. <laughs> That's the whole point of these summer camps. New woman each week. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have them basically then th- this whole time we had that POV, you know, happening. Someone walking. We mm-hmm. can kind of like keeping eyes on everything and everybody. And then we find them at the top of a barn and um it's the most awkward way to they were like yeah let's sit down <clears throat> on this wooden like, and then floor. let's just kind of halfway lay down and it's like mm-hmm. yo if you're, if you're coming here to do that just like you're gonna get a splinter get to it yeah, yeah. they laid and down that, that thin blanket but mm, but still what else i don't trust wood it, you're gonna scoot chop i of don't it at some point i hope so because <laughs> otherwise it's very vanilla yeah and so then uh we have Basically, the, we don't we can't see who the killer is, obviously. Mm-hmm. So but they come up and they're like, oh, my God, we're not doing anything. Obviously, we were just messing around. Just you, literally on the floor. Um, <laughs> tongues in each other's mouths. And Your yeah, clothes were like half, half off. Like, we were like, we, we were Bible study. Yeah. You know? And so we have the boy, which is kind of comedic. He gets stabbed mm-hmm. and right in the stomach. And then we have this the chick. Way the way she runs she, around. The, I don't understand what her thought process was. She was like, yeah, give me over here. Give me over here. Yeah, or, basically, you guys, she's like moving from she's moving from side to side. And she's like in That's, front of things. Yeah. Not really. She can't, and you can't get away. The first place she goes is literally like in. But oh. yeah. And then when we get to the killer, so it made it hard. Like when the killer is revealed, it kind of made like a lot of these deaths seem like how did a, you know, mm, someone's ways less than me like older age like accomplish all this and not get overpowered by one of these by at least one of them one of the teen boys some of them like especially this one some of the other deaths were pretty clever and took mm -hmm. them by surprise yeah yeah. um but yeah especially these like they could have i mean i guess they were caught off guard but just like a fucking I kick to the just, gut. I think like, that's just us, though. We're, we're, worth not, we're survivors. Risk getting my leg chopped off. We're not going to, like, just Punch take it. Face. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, so we get our first two deaths of the movie already, opening it up, like, not even, like, five minutes in. And uh, we have them dying <laughs> in kind of this kind of ridiculous, not ridiculous ways, but it's just kind of funny. Um, and then we have, like, whenever the girl finally gets murdered, which it doesn't show, but... We have that zoom into her just face a where giant it just like, pan. yeah, it just freezes, and then we get this long zoom in into her agape mouth, mm-hmm. and then we get a title sequence of Friday the Thirteenth coming, in, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought yeah. I like that, and then we have the glass shattering. We get the music. The music throughout this movie was sometimes a bit like um, I feel like they were trying a little too hard with the score. I yeah. feel like they were trying to get like we need like a Halloween moment or like something, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times it just felt very like. Uh, it was a jarring lot. and a lot yeah. and like a, especially it was, towards the end it was grinding mm-hmm. it was annoying like on the ears the last scene like the the lake scene that music it's that like was, it was trying to be tranquil yeah but then yeah. it was so <clears throat> and dissonant end, and loud that i was like this is a little and much. then at the end of it it got more like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah it almost gave me like jaws mm-hmm. a lot of the times this gave me jaws vibes um, so which also goes to show like they were kind of like ripping off, not ripping off, but, you know, <laughs> trying to emulate all these other feelings that you got from these other scary movies up yeah. until this point. 
Um, but you were yeah. like, let's take what everyone else did right. Literally. And try and make it our Throw it own. on uh, and put a nice little uh, title to it. And so, yeah, basically after all of that, we have present day um, and we have Annie and she's looking a little bit like a vagrant. Um, yeah, she got her. Little hobo. Looked like she's hiking like I did when I was hiking up. <laughs> Cross Europe. She's got her whole bag. She's looking. She's trying to, I guess, get to Camp, camp Crystal Lake. That's going to be the scene for the ma- whole part of the movie. And I love how she goes and asks the dog for directions. That doggy is having none of her shit. Literally none she of it. He was like, <laughs> I don't speak English. And she bitch. didn't even have a treat. Like, yeah. you don't ask a dog for something without a treat. He was That's like, you pet me, no food? Have you seen the TikTok Wrong. of the dog that shakes your hand for a dollar? No, it is so cute. I don't know how like I bet that dog labor do- laws work, but I think it's like not here. It's like in Mexico or somewhere. This dude has a little dog. He's set up. He has a little sign and his little sunglasses. And you go <laughs> put a dollar in the bucket, and he'll like lift his paw and give you a handshake. Oh, but he so only does it for the handshake. He knows not to like. If you don't put a dollar in there, you don't you get don't, a handshake. Uh-uh. You don't even get acknowledged. You, who are you? Mm-hmm. You're not here. Literally. No dollar, no existence. <laughs> And so that's what I'm going to start living by. For real. She she's looking for this place. She ends up eventually finding a little a cafe in town, mm-hmm. um, downtown, apparently. So they're downtown. And as soon as she's like, hey, does anybody, you know, know how to get to Camp Crystal Lake? Everybody's like looking at her. They turn down the music. She's like, uh, it's about some miles from here, wouldn't you say? And then they're all yeah. like, you're trying to go to Camp Blood? That place is cursed. Literally. And um, wh- like, why the fuck you want to turn around? Right after that. Yeah. But who knows? But And they made it a point to like still be all up in her Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I feel this, like that's also like the small town vibes. You yeah. Know? That's very like they all know who's who and what's going on. And they're it's, not used and to this change is our, Like we talked about in the Cabin of the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Kind of like the red herring. Or not yeah. red herring, but the, um, mm, mm-hmm. the person who's the prophet of doom. Yeah, there you go. Basically. That's a good way to say it. Prophet of doom. Yeah. Like we yeah. had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Kind of, well, at Which least. Which I believe came out before this, yes. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 70s. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, then now, like, yeah, that but was, that's this like is how kind it becomes. Like this kind of cemented that idea in the horror movie, mm-hmm. like, trope universe of, like, this things have to be in line or happen. Like, there has to be a version. There has to be two kids that have sex. There has mm-hmm. to be, yes. So all always. Kind of, yeah. I feel like, I mean, if anything, Cabin in the Woods took a lot from this. Oh, yeah. There was also another. I feel like they're kind of like the reincarnation of what Friday the 13th was trying to be, Mm -hmm. basically. And not necessarily be like, can't like a, like a, like a, I feel like Cabin in the Woods was definitely more like camp and it knew what it was trying to do, like be the joke of it. Whereas Friday was like, Trying to do it, but not be meta and not let this us. This is a serious horror film. Yeah, not yeah. medicine on it. Yeah. Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. 
Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel in to your routine. All Laird products are also made of all natural whole food ingredients and they are crafted from the highest quality all natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. I love smoothies, but I don't love smoothie bar prices. With my Blendjet 2 Portable Blender, I can make smoothie bar quality beverages for a fraction of the price. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking the whole house. Lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. There are also over 30 plus colors to choose from. I myself chose black because it matches the color of my soul. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to this quality. Power and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Um, but yeah, we have all that happening. Finally, I guess I would be so mad at that freaking diner lady who's just like, oh, aren't you heading up that way? I mean, and the way he was like, well, you know, well, damn it. Skip. All right, let's I guess go. guess you're right. Yeah. I guess I am. I'd be like, uh, no, don't don't be putting that on I'm me. I'm sure not. For real. What's his name? Enos? I think so. Enos. Enos. The way that, ugh, when they get outside and Ennis? he's like, Ennis. Is it Enos or Ennis? It's Anus. Anus. <laughs> Anus honest. <laughs> It's one of the three, uh, but yeah, he uh, and he was kind of weird. But when, yeah, when they got out, and he was like, "Are all the girls at camp gonna be as pretty as you?" And I yeah. was like, "Shut the fuck up, creep!" Like, yeah. come on. And then that's whenever he we touches have her butt our, our, in the car too. Oh, he did. What? Well, yeah, like he's he's just helping her up. But uh, he, he got a, he got he a, got a full hand. Yeah. Uh, we have at that point. Um, that's when they run into the prophet of doom, Mr. Mm-hmm. Ralph, and he starts spewing out, you know, uh, it's there's a death curse. You will never come back. You'll never come back. You're there's going a death to Camp Crystal Lake or Camp Blood, Camp Blood. aren't you? Mm-hmm. You'll never come back. And yeah, basically, the dude who always sounds crazy, probably he hasn't had a shower and looks like he smells a little bit, probably has some alcohol. Yeah. Or he could just be a really nice, respectful guy and nobody even gives him a time of day. No, they did say he was like a fool. He drank a, a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. And he always ended up in like a pa- jail for in a the week. Jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think he had some issues. Um, also, don't trust people who ride bikes with perfect posture. Motherfucker rode off like. Oh, he did. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it. Oh, even later when he's like leaving the camp when he goes to, you know, Harbinger Moor, mm-hmm. Doom, uh, Harbinger of Doom or something like that. Yeah. It's got the yeah. Harbinger. Harbinger. I think that they called him in that. That is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, you guys. Coffee. 
Uh, and so, yeah, um, what later on when he's getting away and he's going into like the woods, like the way he's riding the bike. Yeah. I was fully expecting him to like hit a rock and like <laughs> plop over. <laughs> um, and so we have finally we get a ride to Camp Crystal Lake. But on this ride, he's basically telling her and warning her that she shouldn't go because of all these things that happened. Basically, we had we had uh, the people dying in 58, the two kids that were murdered. But the year before that, we had a boy drowning, which mm-hmm. is a foreshadowing in 57. And we have a bunch of fires. We have in 62, they tried to open back up the camp, but the water was bad, whatever that means. Yeah, no, I was like, like well, how was did she it the poison lake water, the water? Or was it like just the water lines themselves were all cut or something? I don't, I don't know. know. I was... I was like, what if they release some flesh eating amoebas? I don't know. She possibly could have to keep kids out of the water. Yeah. Um, And so we have. uh, Also, I feel like all that information should be disclosed, right? Like you're going to a camp and where active murders are happening. I feel like. Obviously, Steve, the owner, I'm sure was like. This is also 1980. I believe it's set in that time. It's set in that time period, too. Yeah, 78. So like, I feel like there's not, you know. There's not as many like rules for working, mm-hmm. if that makes yeah, sense. There like, yeah, a that, lot more I shit. Did, yeah, flew. Yeah, exactly. Then. Under the radar. So yeah, they were these campers are not aware basically of like all the bad stuff that has happened at this camp. Mm-hmm. And then right after we get his little also message of, of doom and putting doom to her, um, we get a, a whole other shot banjo. of banjo music. I, th- I was like, where did this come from? But Dear God, the banjo. We have. I mean, I think that's what they were like. <clears throat> listening to yeah in the car but we have this group of kids three of them we have um jack marcia and uh, marcy marcia is it marcy is it marcy okay and ned and And they're and um jack is played by kevin bacon Mm -hmm. and i feel like ned is someone too he he's yes he gave me very at the time of this coming out Kevin Bacon actually wasn't the most popular he didn't get popular until like i think four years later with footloose in 84 Mm -hmm. Um, cause he had had one role or a couple roles in some big films right before yeah, this. He'd had a small role in animal house. And right. at the time, the biggest name in the film was Harry Crosby, the son of the recently, uh, deceased singer Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. And oh, he really? played Bill. Bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I, I recognize Ned though. Neddy was played. He's like, yeah, when he gets Ned. older, like in other films, like mm-hmm. I recognize him in his like. 30-ish form, not whatever age so they were there. He was so little. Who? Like, he just looked so young. Ned? And Yes. Oh, yeah. He looked very young. Um, And so, yeah, we got a Kevin Bacon. We got Ned. We got um Miss Marcy. And that's whenever they get to the camp. They pull up. And we have Steve, who is their boss outside. He's chopping some wood. And he was wearing <laughs> shorts like yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed. I was like, oh, those are Joe shorts. And so we have some nice uh, 1970-ish, 1980s uh, short shorts. He's chopping wood outside. Everybody pulls up. And that's when he's like I mean, calling everybody to help. I guess if I was looking pretty good, I would also. You got to. Yeah, I'd be doing short that too. I also just hate pants. I can't wear pants. Well, I mean, I can, but and I do. But whenever Mark I do, Nelson. just know I don't like it. Um, and oh, so he was in the remake as well. Really? Mark Nelson was, yeah. Ned. Ned. Ned? Yeah. Neddy. Yeah. Cool, I have and, to look it up. Mark Nelson. Uh, Watch him not even be who I thought it was. He gave me... Uh, he's actually not in a lot. <laughs> then he's he's, in, and I got him confused with someone else, and I don't know He's got who. one of those faces. He kind of reminds me of... Um, what's it? What's that one where he skipped school? Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he kind of gives yeah. me his face vibes. That's interesting. 
You know who he gives me? Hmm. Especially in this picture, I guess. I think it's one of the Brady Bunch kids. Oh, yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. think it's one of them. But and, oh. you're like, I don't no. fucking know. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, we got them all helping we'll Steve out now. We have Alice rushing out because Steve caught her. Um, Steve's- from the get, you can tell Alice is our final girl. Oh yeah, she she's- gives major final girl girl vibes. I can't. She does. she does um especially because she kind of like her role in the movie i feel like a lot of it is anchored towards her mm-hmm. whereas the other counselors kind of have like little side things going on they go off but we always kind of uh, gravitate back towards her yeah um she's also she just comes in and she's a she's a boss ass bitch yeah she's getting shit done she's building shit good for her telling people where to go where to mm-hmm. do she's kind of i guess like a, a assistant to Second steve yeah I but get, then also ish, but it's only because he's like trying to sleep with her yeah that's the vibe was, i'm getting he's kind of because too. um we have her helping them we have like they're getting situated they're talking everybody kind of meets a little bit get some names but then we have him we have her trying to hammer in the little gutters or whatever that's mm-hmm. happening up there and yeah. that's whenever he's talking to her and that's when we get the vibe of like i feel like she wanted to leave but he was just like just give me another week another chance like if yeah you don't and it was feel, like what did you try yeah that's what it, it felt like they were alone he tried some moves that she wasn't down for and mm-hmm. down for and uh yeah probably because gave then her creep i guess vibes. she had also like she had, she said that there was something she had to figure out back home or that's something. That's true. She right? said maybe she had, she had a something to take care of back in California. Maybe yeah, maybe it I'm was. She sure was already in a relationship or something, and that's why. And she yeah, she was like, "There's layers. I have some personal reasons, and that's mm-hmm. why I don't want to be here." But yeah, she had like she had a sketchbook just laying yeah. by her ladder. I thought to, that was weird of him too <laughs> to just pick that up and start looking at it. Yeah, it's and like, like bitch, that's not your property. Up, yeah, getting all up in her business. But I guess she had and I, drew a picture I hated of him. How he's like, "You're talented." And pretty. pretty. I was like, like, I was okay. like okay. No, bit, no duh, bitch. I know I'm pretty. Yeah. But um, that happens. He kind of caresses her hair a little bit, which is weird. I um, love the sass she gives him the whole time. Because when mm-hmm. he's like, do I really look like this? She was like, you did last night. And yeah. he was like, really? And she was like, you did last night. Mm-hmm. And she just like keeps giving it to him the whole time. I loved it. She stands her own. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> But yeah, we when he have, presses her face. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after that, she goes to go find Bill or something like that mm-hmm. to go tell him something. She, he needs something. She, he needs to do something. And that's whenever we get kind of like an, uh, not interaction, but we, we, there's a lot of times in this movie, and I don't know if it's necessarily because someone is watching them. I'm assuming someone is watching them that we get shots where it's like we're behind a tree looking at what's happening or behind a bush yeah. or behind this. And I don't know if that was just like, for us, every like, am I supposed to think every single time that someone watching them, or just their style of how they wanted us to see this frame? Yeah, like, because especially in this scene, and then one later, with right before Bill's death, mm, there mm. are moments where it's just like so close, and there's clearly no hiding spot. Yeah, and so it's even like, when she walked no by way. her earlier, yeah, she and that walked, scene, I was like, how did you miss someone just standing right exactly. there? Exactly, because the like POV is like she, right she would have seen her from any like, <laughs> angle angle around that tree. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, is this supposed so to be the killer? That's why I was wondering. I was like, wait, maybe it's not a POV, and it's just how they chose to yeah. like show us what's happening. I, I think I wrote that later. Or in maybe my notes. we're supposed to feel like that POV or killer. You know, they're trying to put us oh, in like, those footsteps. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, later in my notes I wrote because it's kind. Kind of like a who done it, but not a who done it, because mm-hmm. it's like 
we know none of the cancers are doing it. Yeah. But we don't know who is like just stalking these kids. And they try to make you think that I feel like they try to make you think that Steve did it with the Jeeps and mm, stuff mm-hmm. and him being gone That's the whole true. time. Yeah. But they and really especially because it felt like at that moment she when she was talking to Bill, it looked like a, like a creeper guy, like being like, who's my girl talking to mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, yeah. And then but then they honestly executed that kind of poorly mm-hmm. because whenever Steve does leave in the Jeep and stuff, he has the top down and then basically immediately it flashes to Annie. Oh, yeah. Hitchhiking again. I don't know why I had that inflection. Sorry. Hitchhiking. No, she's hitchhiking, but, yeah. Which and, also, too, I put this bitch Annie is just getting in anyone's car. Yeah, which well, is not. Which I guess is what safe. she used to do back in the day. Yeah, but, but like, that's also how all the murders happen. That's true. And so we got that's a Ted why Bundy, we, don't we got all them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but so then whenever you see the Jeep again, the top is up mm-hmm. and it literally is like the next scene. If they would have waited and then showed Annie like getting picked up, maybe like. I don't yeah. know, like 30 minutes later, I would have been like, oh, wait, he had time to put that hood up. Because like, well, even the, top the whole on. thing with Annie as well, like, she's just there to die. And oh, not yeah, even, like, a purpose. part of the whole other story. Like, she just, it just, it happens like a side plot. Yeah, because you know? they, th- at this point, basically, they're like, well, everyone's here except, except for Annie, Annie. that yeah. one who's supposed to cook for us. No one's here. And so we're like, okay, well, she hasn't made it yet. Yeah. And then that's mm-hmm. when he leaves, Steve leaves, and he's like, I'll be back sometime after lunch. That's right, yeah. Which, and he was like, it's also supposed to rain, so make sure you get as much done as possible. And then these motherfuckers go swimming. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, okay. As anyone, I feel like as anyone would do when their boss leaves, right? Yeah. And so they're uh, all getting whatever. um, Oh, no, because at that point, whenever uh, Annie gets picked up by that Jeep, we have her talking to this person in the Jeep, but then Mm -hmm. they pass the camp. Yeah. And she's like, like, "Uh, please let me out. And they're not letting her out. And she freaking jumps out of the Jeep one and then goes running into the woods and she's getting chased, Mm -hmm. obviously, by whoever is in the vehicle. Um. But yeah, it, it just kind of for me sucked for Annie because she just like ends up on a train, just gets her neck sliced. Like, and the practical effects of that were really good. Yeah, no, uh, throughout the movie, um, they had some pretty good practical f- effects. They had um, Scavini, Tom Scavini, I think that's his name or something mm. like that, and he's really, really big on like practical effects. I believe he was uh, worked on Shaun of the Dead before this. Oh, as well. okay. So, and throughout later in his career too, he's done a lot. Yeah, um, it looked really good. We did skip over one part that I think is important. We should mention. Um, what happened? Do, 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 do. So basically, after Steve leaves and stuff, um, and no, wait, it's actually before that. When is it? No, it's yeah, okay, it's after. He says basically right after the storm's gonna roll in, and he like this is the one scene that happens in between him leaving and then Annie getting picked up. Gotcha. And it's Brenda is out there putting the oh yeah the archery right. mm-hmm. like. What is that called? Target mm-hmm. out there. And then Steve fucking shoots an arrow. It's Ned. Ned, sorry. Ned, yeah. Yeah. Ned shoots an arrow and is like, I guess that's how he's flirting. Yeah. But because then he's like, do you want to see my trick shot? Yeah. And he was very close to her. hitting her. Yeah. yeah. She had but, set it down. It went right past her stomach. But that's some good foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. As to how she's going to she die. Um, And also to 
yeah ned in itself he's supposed to be like the comic comedic relief i guess or mm-hmm. the funny guy in the movie which always like in the trope we always have the one like dude who's kind of always doing a little too much a little yeah extra yeah it's like okay bud you need to stop calm down calm not down. everything's a joke yeah. yeah and so um yeah that's whenever we have that we jump to annie she got basically murdered um so she's never they're never gonna have any food at this camp um and at, at that oh, point too um oh no that was a little earlier but whenever she was talking to the guy um in the car mm-hmm. she was mentioning how um they were going to have like 50 kids in like two weeks. Like they had, yeah. I, this should have been mentioned earlier too. It's like they, they're they preparing. They're going to open up the camp in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And now a word from our sponsors. So going back to her neck getting slit one more time, yeah. I like the way that it was the blood didn't immediately shoot out. Mm-mm. I like the way that it was like you could kind of like see the fleshy rolled. and then it went. Yeah, I was like, ooh. Well, and a lot of the death scenes too in this, even if they do like have like a practical effect, practical effect, they're very fast. They mm-hmm. and I guess because like it's I think it's a PG thirteen as well, and for back then they like they don't show a lot of gore oh, or wow. too much like. Um, I mean, the axe to the face is pretty intense. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that too. Um, but other than that, and like Kevin Bacon's neck thing, and even Kevin Bacon's neck thing, I just mean like even too, like Ooh. whenever that does happen, there's it's like five seconds. Yeah, it's, you're not it's, seeing much. It's not a very quick. And there's not like a. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just like they're dying for thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, but um, continue, continue free. I want to look up the rating of this when it was released. Oh yes. Um, so basically, after that though, like I said earlier, they go swimming, mm-hmm. even though they're all supposed to be working. They're like just hanging out in the nice little lake. It, I mean, it was a nice day and mm-hmm. the rain was about to happen. So they need to cool off, I guess. And like you said, their boss was gone. So they're all swimming in the lake, just really kind of dicking around. And then finally someone's like, you need to get back to work. Yeah. Uh, and what it, was it, it's rated R actually. Yeah. Huh? So it was rated R. Um, but it still, I feel like didn't show too much um, gore or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too bloody. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we have them needing to go back to work and then that's whenever Ned gets the clever idea to pretend like he's drowning, mm-hmm. which we see, Again, which is too much. Yeah. Which not, is something that like, cool. if you've ever, it depends time and situation right here, maybe not so great. I don't know. Like, I, well, I guess they don't necessarily know what's going on. So that, that does make sense. Yeah. That it's just like a regular day. They don't know they're about to get murdered. But then <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like, there's the sand lot where it's like cute and funny because it's like a little kid trying mm-hmm. to you know what i'm talking about you yeah know that scene in yeah. the sandlot yeah um but which is that which is probably where they got that from from this mm-hmm. maybe but anyways uh yeah i was like come on ned so they go in they yeah, go save ned bring the him time. up brenda tries to give him mouth to mouth which is what he wanted and <laughs> also then he tries brenda's to kiss her. dive into the water was so beautiful and then jack just fucking flops he was she yeah was like, i saw that i am grace and then i he noticed was like, that <laughs> It cracked me up. I was like, come on, boy. Like, you couldn't have tried that again? Yeah. Like, one more time to get a slightly better dive? Yeah. I, feel no, like I don't I, even I know how to too. dive, and I he would dive better in. than that. He plopped in. But, yes, Brenda's the one who gives him mouth to mouth, and then he starts making out with her. Yeah, which is not a cute way to trick someone into kissing you. But no. I guess they were flirty enough at this point that it was all right. Um, yeah. And so, <clears throat> after that, we have... 
them getting back to the cabin to, you know, they're whatever they were trying to do, get ready, get everything ready. And then we have um, someone finds the snake in the cabin. It's is it, Annie. Is it Annie? Yeah. And it's the way not that Annie. This... Annie? Annie's dead. No, yeah, not Annie. Alice. Alice. <laughs> okay. But the blonde, our final girl. Yes. Um, And it's the way I was screaming more um, because of the snake than yeah. I was like anything else. And they kind of like, all, no, no, the no, way no, they no. all react though too, and they're all jumping all over, all over okay, the place yeah. trying to get the snake. That's a lot. That was, I was like, why are y'all doing um, this But much? there's some actually tragic like backstory to this. Oh. Yeah. Um. So it's a real snake. Oh, and it. it did look real. It was very real. And I was thinking like, there's no way this is a real snake. And I just looked it up today Um. on some fun facts whatever well it's not really that fun um they got a dude who like handles snakes it's like a snake pet snake i guess but like you know for like stage acting and stuff and they didn't tell him and they didn't even tell him and they killed it Mm -hmm. they didn't even tell him what was gonna happen otherwise he wouldn't have let him use the snake yeah and they ended up killing the real snake yeah r.i.p snake um but also ill snake yeah um i i i was like, oh, poor snake. Yeah, because so. it did. It looked really oh, real. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's exactly what they the didn't just hack like. it once. They hacked it like two or three times. Yeah. So they also, cut- the how do you call a snake? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the way oh. they're all just like, well, if y'all would just give some space, it would come out. It's mm-hmm. obviously afraid of y'all. Um, but yeah, they then they after destroyed that, the room. They did for no reason for just the little snake under the not under the bed. I also would have just left that cabin and everyone back in but yeah i think it was alice <laughs> who said or was it brennan she's like i can't sleep with the snake in here yeah gotta kill it yeah so poor uh snake gate we have that happening and then um after that we have them outside doing some some shit and then that's whenever the cop shows up mm-hmm. we have ned appropriating Being. culture yeah um i was like but Yikes. i will say he was looking like a snack I will say I was like <laughs> I don't mind the outfit. Um, he did have some very small shorts some on, booty shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next cop comes and is basically another. Har- There's so many harbingers like of like just doom in this movie because he's also just another voice that's telling them like, one, it's not okay. This place is not okay. Y'all shouldn't be here and and saying like if y'all are here, we'll. To not like, yeah, basically looking for Ralph. That's when we get more information on how like he's a drunk and he just like, also, I guess it's trying to like make it seem like, you know, he's crazy. Mm -hmm. So everything he said earlier could like not be true, I guess, in a way, but we already know what's about to happen. But, um, yeah, we have that whole interaction with the cop and it's funny because like at the end he's like what does he say he's like we don't we ain't gonna stand for no weirdness out here yeah yeah so you I can think so. you can already says, tell keep your nose clean yeah this is just another you know adult figure basically telling these kids to like act right mm-hmm. you know yeah because it i mean he immediately comes up and he's like what have y'all been smoking mm-hmm. and he's like that's right you know the weed dig it just <laughs> like what because even they're like what are you talking about what the hell yeah <laughs> and he's like i don't smoke it causes cancer um anyways and but. so so immediately after that we get the scene wherever they go back into the cabins and mm-hmm. alice is in the kitchen yeah, and she's, she's going to that pantry yeah and she opens it up and that's whenever ralph just pops out he was just standing there just like, ready how long were you gonna <clears throat> wait yeah for someone to open that pantry literally just i mean i came to warn you but day? only when you found me yeah <laughs> he was just like standing at the back and I was like, I wonder how much he was time crazy, he had to though. kill. He was crazy, though. In between, like. He oh, was crazy, though. Maybe he was true. getting a snack. Yeah. And she just happened to found him. 
And so he um, obviously gives another like warning of death. He says, I am the messenger of God. Mm -hmm. You're doomed if you stay here. This place is cursed. Go. And that's whenever uh, (laughs) Ned is just like, I think you should just go. Yeah. You should leave. And then he does leave. And this is where I was just like, damn, this is any, uh, you know, as he's walking away, he's like, you're all doomed. You're doomed. He literally stood there to hide in the pantry for however long. Come out. Just to tell tell them them three things and go. And then he leaves. Leaves. He just dips. Well, I mean, kudos to him. He's like, you know what? I'm getting the out of here. Yeah. I'm not going to stay. I'm surprised he went down there in the first place, though. Yeah. Like, that's. You're going to die, sir. And how do you beat Annie? I mean, I know she's dead now, but. Yeah. That, did he, like, he rode his bike down there? That, yeah. And, like, had all, and well, I guess all that while she was beforehand? sitting there walking and. It's true. Maybe he knew a shortcut. Probably. Also, the time, the I guess, could be a little off. And so, um, that's true. Um, <laughs> anyways, he <laughs> leaves and I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, where is he going? But, okay. He's probably, he, he was a murderer the whole time. Yeah. I was, like, thinking, too, there has to you be, like, could, a joint. It could have been him. Two two people murder, mm-hmm. like uh, Stu Mocker and um, yeah, uh, Billy Lewis. Lewis. There we go. <laughs> like Randall, um, but yeah, <laughs> Randall. Um, we have then uh, we we look at Jack. Jack's with uh Kevin Bacon and Miss Marcy, not Marsha. I kept calling her Marsha. Then I have it written down as Marsha. Mm-hmm. Marcy are making out. Ned's watching them because oh, yeah, like he's weirdo. Yeah, he's just watching. Also, them. the power is went out, and the they've got a backup out. generator at this point. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. That's not they had it's like to go do that. just a small little scene, but, but yeah, because that generator you know. does come into play later. And at this point, I'm like, well, they were all eating lunch, and I was like, wasn't Steve supposed to be back by now? He's he gone for a really back. long time. Yeah, he was like, the way I'll he be said, back I was about lunch. to be back, especially because he said, I'm trying to beat the rain, yeah. and yet it never started raining, and he still wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. But at this point, um, after they're better. kissing or whatever, and then right uh, as Ned is watching them, he sees someone in another cabin. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever I'm like, no, Ned, do not go. Do not but go he goes to investigate. And that's whenever we kind of don't see Ned for a while. Yeah. Um. And anyways, we're back to Jack. We're back to Marcy. They're kissing on the dock. They're just talking. And then that's whenever the storm starts happening. Oh, and Marcy has some weird ass dreams. She does. That's yeah. what I was like, is fucking Marcy the killer? Mm. <laughs> because the way that she they're was kind like, of trying to make it's you so loud. And she said, I had this dream where the rain would fall so hard and it was just so loud and i would cover my ears and it wouldn't stop until then the rain would turn to blood and it would mm-hmm. just wash away and then all the silence would stop and i was like i wonder if, you know like, that was a vision that was a vision of what was about to happen to all of them yeah that's true Literally. i was like i feel like maybe if she, she was, was a prophet not sane um and wanted to murder people like i feel like a lot of the times people hear voices in their heads mm. and it's so loud and then <clears throat> Until they kill, does it only because become silent? Mm. And so I was like, oh. Caitlin, is, is there something you have to tell us? <laughs> 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 the experience that you have with that story. Um, <sighs> we're all quiet now. Um, <laughs> literally. And so <laughs> we have them doing their little talking on the dock. And then it starts raining really hard. Or, well, it's about to start storming. So we have them running off. Oh, also, the lightning flashes. Mm-hmm. It looked like just headlights flashing yeah. on them. Yeah. I have no clue if it was, but it probably was. I would love to think that that was how they made that effect. I'm sure. Because it was like stupid bright lightning. It didn't seem like they had like a huge, huge budget for yeah. movie or anything like that. That's true. Um, So it could be. um, Or something else. Or just like, I don't know, some overhead lighting <laughs> that they were flickering. <laughs> literally, yeah. Turning the lamp away. up and then back down. <laughs> and so then we have... um. After this, I guess um, the girls, they're, hmm, 
Is they it, go they, into do the they already go? Yeah, right. They go yeah. into the room already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. We have her getting in her little uh, panties. She gets on the bed. He takes off his shirt. And we I have just want to know how they don't know Ned is that on top Ned of them. Ned is literally above them in the bunk bed above them. Like I, I know because I feel there like was... it would have been eye level or something yeah. when they walked in. But it's very dark and there's no power, so that's that's, true. that's one thing. And he has to light that little candle. Remember? Yeah. And there was there looked to be like some sort of like rucksack mm. on the other side of Ned. That, so, yeah, so they didn't see from their perspective he was getting blocked. Yeah. He looked just like a There was one gotcha. part where I feel like Annie did get up from... No, why do I keep fucking bringing back Annie? Alice. You mean Alice? <laughs> no, Marcy. Marcy. <laughs> when I feel like she got up kind of on that side and I was like, girl, how do you not notice that? Also, there was blood on the fucking pillow. Yeah. There was blood on her pillow, like while they were fucking. There was blood it. on the that pillow to the right of her yeah. head. Yeah. Uh, but I did whenever they're I guess it's a gross camp pillow. They're right in the middle of doing the do, and that's whenever you get a flash of light and you see Ned's mm-hmm. body just like bloodied and corpsed up on top of them because he was just murdered. That was pretty sad. It was. I was also pretty sad that we didn't get Ned's death like on screen. It yeah. just happened to get killed off screen. There were a few deaths that that happened that way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, more than a few, I'd say kind of most of the deaths. Yeah, you just kind of see them wander off and then it's like they're dead. Whoop. Yeah. Bye. And so uh, I keep also, have, for a while here in these notes, it's like, where's where's Ned? What happened to Ned? Where the fuck is Ned? Why is nobody asking where, like, where's Ned at? Because at oh. one point, someone's like, oh, we're Jack and whatever. And we're like, oh, yeah. I'm sure they're dry wherever they're at right now. But nobody's it, yeah, asking about. back to the Ned. others. And I was like, they only mentioned Jack and Marcy. I was like, poor Ned. Literally. But at this point, I was, I mean, the moment he went in that cabin, I was like, and yeah. Ned's dead. Because we're going in between <laughs> what's happening with Jack and Marcy and the rest okay. of the counselors. And they're playing strip Monopoly. That's right. Remember? Which is so odd. But wait. So because of. Uh, Jack's death. The killer had to have been under the bed the whole time. The whole time they were doing it. She was just under yeah. the bed the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest idea to me. And it's so funny too because we do figure out who the murderer is here in a little bit. But whenever this hand comes up and holds his head and then goes like, mm-hmm. it's the man's hand. Yeah. You can very clearly have... a lot of times like other body doubles in places where it should have been. Just like Halloween else. when there were multiple people playing Michael. Yeah. There were multiple people playing the killer before they finally. Reveal the killer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are some points where it's like you just see like just the boots, yeah, or something, and it looks and like a total like a man, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Which like wear whatever you want, but those were man's feet. Yeah, you can tell <laughs> men's feet. I have a few times, and even later uh, when someone gets thrown through the, like you can tell that's not her body Mm -hmm. but um yeah we have them playing the strip monopoly um it's all scandalous whatever some kids just playing around and that's whenever we have all that shit happening with uh jack marcy and ned Mm -hmm. also kind of simultaneously oh and and then then, while we were watching this andrew brought up a good point he mm -hmm. was like so is this kind of like playing back to the beginning because right before that they were all around the campfire the campfire yeah. or like singing in the they had a guitar room. as well yeah and, and the guitar just... like playing the guitar uh, singing the second and then... part where the dude is playing the guitar that's actually the actor playing the guitar and oh, it was so pretty yeah it was good yeah. job for mm-hmm. him um but yeah and then like while that is happening we've got the couple going and having sex it makes sense and then they get murdered oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. i was like oh you're right. It's a parallel. Yeah. And also, to, which also is like, I feel like Mrs. Whatever, the the, the killer also makes that uh, distinct reason like killing people because they're like, y'all were too busy doing this, this, and this to be watching the children, you mm-hmm. know? To be watching Try, my son who's drowning. Them. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Especially the ones who are it's making It's funny. Love. I just came out a light bulb went not for me because he was playing the actual guitar and you said that's being Crosby's son. So that oh, makes sense. This music, does make sense. Music. Because, yeah. Right. That makes sense. Duh. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we have uh, all, all that going on. We have the strip monopoly then being over because uh, I don't, for some reason I, I, it, they stopped playing. And then Marcy goes to the restroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marcy's in the restroom. She hears sounds and she's like... And then she was having struggling, like turn on water. She hears sounds. She's looking around. She thinks it's, you know, the someone trying to play a prank on her. And she's looking for them behind shower curtains. But before she dies, Jack dies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He does. That's die. right. Yeah. So while she's over there, like using the restroom and stuff like that, the killer then has this really cool death where they are behind or beneath the bed and then just stabs them from the other side with the through the neck mm-hmm. and with this like scalpel and, almost looking thing yeah, or like arrow, it looks like i don't know oh it probably was an arrow you're right yeah. they're at camp it was an arrow because the end of it looks like an arrow yeah the tip. but then it's got like a hollowed out point though too so mm-hmm. i guess maybe a real fancy it arrow. looks like what to me like what people use to um i forget what it's called i think it's scalloping or scalping it's like what people do for pottery when they're like oh yeah to little, like mm-hmm, 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 when those, they're like sculpting things yeah, and I stuff uh, yeah, I don't know the correct phrase either, but that that scene was awesome. Yeah, the way that it poked up through his neck and you could like see the skin like and they did a practical. Goes, they did uh, what they skin. did is they created a dummy neck and like this part, so like a bust basically, mm-hmm. and then they had his head through a hole in the bed, and so he was there. And they had the fake thing and they had a fake body like nice. laid in the bed. And then it's like, sh- and if you look at it, if you looked at it closely, you could see the, like the discoloration between his face oh, skin I'm gonna have to go back and, and his look neck at that. skin. You can totally see it. Oh, but damn. it's 1980s. So like, yeah, I wasn't paying yeah. that much attention. And I was like, that looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. But yes, then Marcy is. And it's the way. OK, were her and Ned like siblings? They give sibling vibes to me. Mm. I never thought of that. Because also both of them throughout the entire movie kept doing impersonations. That's true. Like he did one and then she did one while they were swimming. And then she impersonates um, someone else. uh, uh, Audrey Hepburn, right? Audrey Hepburn. I know the first one was Mae West. Yeah. And she's doing something. Yeah. Yes. I don't know who. But she, the way, I felt like it was such an interesting way to mm. look, you know, most people I look in the that, mirror like, and they're like, I hate myself. I'm so ugly. And then mm. the way she did it was with an impression that was like, no, yeah. much more plain than, I don't know, remember what she said. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't know. It was such a funny, like, way. But I can I see like, She's where kind of funny. They I like her. can be uh, like the thread, the common thread of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then also he was like, are there going to be any more? beautiful girls other than you and it's like oh okay that would be creepy but so, I, I could see that still though maybe they're just besties probably yeah. i don't know but she's looking for them don't see nobody that's whenever she's looking behind shower curtains and then she looks behind another one after you know, the first one and she's like guess it must have been my imagination and then she turns around and this is where we get a beautiful shot of an axe <laughs> like in the air and then it hits a light and then it's the way that like it all happens. It's like duh duh duh. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a swoop. Yeah. It's like a yeah. It's and steps her to her scream, getting murdered. Her like her eyes were closed, and I was like, "Bitch, you're just waiting for she it." She's waiting for her to she self like, fight. She was okay, accepting time it. To die. Literally, yeah. <laughs> she didn't like try to move out the way or run or do anything. None of these people really do. No, they just allow their fate like, to happen. And it's time for me to die. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. Her face though was. I was like. Damn, yeah. you were doing so well. And then your death 
scream. And was so it was bad. a it was a a fake axe, obviously. But before the axe, the fake axe that's put in her head is like there. They used a real axe to like give weight to it, and like that's why it hit the light and all oh. that to give. They wanted it to like give more than just like her getting bonged mm-hmm. with like a fake axe yeah which i guess kind of worked but also too it just kind of seems like it's too like technical almost like, technical <laughs> <laughs> i just hit the freaking microphone Excuse me. it's too technical because like it doesn't happen at the same time and you don't get like a wide shot it's mm-hmm. kind of like you get a shot of this and you can get a shot of that yeah and then that's very choppy yeah uh, that's the right word it's choppy but um after her very dramatic dramatic death um, that's whenever I think we get, uh, Steve, we finally get to see where Steve's at. He's like at the diner or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking to the lady behind the counter and he's talking about going back and she's telling him not to, I believe right at this point, because it's like still storming really bad. Yeah. And he was like, I have to get back to the counselors. They're yeah. probably like completely lost out there. And I was like, well, you only have three left now. Literally. So. <laughs> you did lose them. And so we have, we have that happening. And then simultaneously we have Brenda who's, uh, going to go get ready for bed or something. I'm assuming she's going to go brush her teeth and do all that. She gets her little green yeah. jacket. She and goes ran to the out restrooms. because like strip poker got kind of shut down halfway because the door blew open. That's right. And so, yeah, she just puts her little, I, I love that green jacket. It was, very it was so nice. cute. Yeah. Um, she like just raincoat. puts it, yeah, raincoat on over her bra and panties and then just like runs for What's it up? and yeah. then, yeah, goes and gets her stuff. Yeah, she's going to get ready for bed, I'm assuming. Um, she's doing all the nightly routine stuff and that's same thing just like Miss Marcy. She kind of hears something in the in the restroom and but that's whenever, her. yeah, she's smart and doesn't like, go check it out yeah, because she kind of dips out. Um, but before that, while she's still like looking and doing stuff in the mirror, we get this little hand that like comes mm-hmm. up on around the shower curtain. And then it kind of goes away for a second. Which so was contemplation creepy. on the murderer. Like, is this the moment? Is this not? But then she ends up leaving too soon yeah. for anything to happen, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yay, that's good for her. Yeah. And I then like, after yeah, that, Brenda, good for you. we get um, another reaction where Steve's like at his car and it won't start or yeah, something happens. It's randomly breaking down. Yeah, it's randomly breaking down and he gets picked up by a cop. Mm-hmm. And then the cop is going to take him to, you know, which gives the rest you kind of, of some false hope. Because yeah. you're like, oh, they're Maybe almost there. Coming. He's got a cop. Yeah. Like, it's going to be fine and then uh, no it's not yeah <laughs> because after that we have them okay <laughs> we go back to the camp and that's whenever brenda starts hearing shit yeah, uh, yeah. also in brenda's room was a sink and so i was so like why would she need to go why did she go restroom? to brush her teeth unless she was in t- like in anticipating to take a shower yeah and, and then was like no whenever she noises. heard that yeah, yeah maybe but i was just like why why the hell she would go all the way over there? She's just brushing her teeth. There was a sink right there. I don't even think she ever really did get to brushing her teeth. Did she? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> the water wasn't, she was having the same trouble that. Uh... Yeah, but she went to the second sink, oh, which okay. Marcy did fix. Okay. And then it did turn on. Gotcha. But uh, she at least put something to her face. And so we have all that happening. Then Brenda is back in the in the uh, camp, one of the cabins area. And she starts hearing someone being like, help, help outside, like a little kid saying, help me outside. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, and brain fog. But luckily, there's a solution. Cure! Cure Hydration is an oral rehydration solution that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes and glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, and pink Himalayan salt and is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. 
making it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions or preferences. The packets are convenient and easy to use. Just mix with water and drink. They're perfect for on the go, travel, or anytime you need a quick and effective hydration boost. Hydration is more than just drinking water. That's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. Lauren founded Decure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mixed to make hydrating easy for everyone. Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they use only the highest quality plant-based ingredients and avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. Ready to combat dehydration? Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use code BOO for 20% off your order. Are you tired of the same old boring puzzles? Mix things up with Wongo puzzles. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind. Wongo puzzles are 100% wooden puzzles, meaning they'll last forever. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning design and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code BOO and get 10% off of your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongo, W-O-N-G-O, puzzles.com and use the code BOO to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. Wongo. And so most unconvincing help me yeah. of my life. And so obviously I would have been like, nah, she's fuck you. She goes to go check it out. And so it's leads she her all the has way. A heart. Yeah. And it lo- literally all the takes her all the way to back to the, uh, to the archery range, mm-hmm. the arching range. And she's out there and it's basically just a shot, wide shot of her cr- like saying, is anybody out there in like, in the rain, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was coming down so hard that her hair was, like, getting She's in drenched. her face. She, she couldn't see yeah. that. I mean, it was a wonder she could see anything Yeah, where she was walking. Because we have all the lights turned on on her, and that's whenever she's, like, at this point, I feel like everybody keeps thinking someone's playing a joke on them. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, guys, like, this is, you know, this is enough. And that's whenever we get, like, just a scream off, off camera. Yep. Right after that. And, and it so flashes to Alice. We're left to assume that she's dead, um, yep. which we find out later. And yeah, it flashes to Alice and Bill, right? Mm-hmm. Or just yeah. Alice. No, she's making the coffee, isn't she? Well, Bill came Bill came in and Alice was like, I heard a scream. And then she was like, mm. and then all the lights at the archery right. range were turned on. And he looks out the window. He can't see anything. And he's like, I don't see anything. And yeah. then he was like, I'm going to go check on it. And then Alice says, can I go with you? <clears throat> That's Joe's right. like, good for you. Good for fucking That's you right. for not splitting up there. And they go and they, they look around, check on it. <laughs> they go to the, what is it? They go to one of the, the cabins. The there's cabin. a little ax tucked into the bed. Yeah. It's literally, sleeping. I think it's the cabin. It wasn't it the cabin that they were doing it in where Ned was. Probably. I just think the body was, all the bodies were moved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they go in there, they see the little bloodied axe. And I think that's when Alice is like, what in the heck is going on yeah. here? <laughs> and Bill is still just like, oh no. And then they didn't bring the fucking axe with them. No, they didn't. They, they should have kept it the, at least like yeah. something, something that, seems and that, fishy. That's when we realize that the phones aren't working as well, the lines down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then they go check the truck. The truck isn't working because obviously someone yeah, cut some lines. Fuel lines cut. were cut. Yeah. So we're Alice getting, is like, let's hike out of here. Literally. And he's like, it's 10 miles. Yeah. And she's like, I don't fucking care. Let's get out. Alice and knows like, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And Bill is still just like, all right, we're going to figure this out. And this then meanwhile, just be, we're going to laugh about it tomorrow. Literally in says. the morning. Yeah. And then and gives her like a little on the cheek, which yeah. I thought was weird. I was like, that's was not like, your girl. Did, but I feel like they had more chemistry than Steve. I felt like Alice actually liked him. Mm, maybe. I don't know. She gave me that. But I thought Bill was with the other girl. Bill was with. Uh... Brenda was with Ned. Brenda was with Ned. Alice had Steve, quote unquote. Marcy was with. I thought. There was... Oh, you're right. I could have sworn I saw him with some other chick at one point. But it was just him. Him and Alice were the first two there. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning. Um, and so um, then after all of that. Then it flashes back to the cop and Steve. And the cop is basically oh, right. explaining. He's like, it's Friday the 13th. And so a full moon. Roll credits. And then, yeah, and a full moon. And he was like, basically, everyone just goes crazy at this point. Mm-hmm. And it always brings out the weirdos. We have the highest number of blah, 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 homicides. Yeah. Wink, wink. Um, and all these other things. So, Foreshadowing of like what's happening right now. Yeah. Basically. You've got a fuck ton of homicides on your mm-hmm. hands, sir. And so we we then get uh, a call Mm-hmm. Uh, from for from nine one one to the, from the dispatchers to the cop and the cop has to leave. He has to go do take care of something else. So he drops off, um, Mr. Steve at a certain point. And I'm sure he's like right at the entrance to the yeah, camp. pretty because it doesn't take but too not long. Quite all the way in. We do see him running in. Yeah. Um, and he comes to our little opening sign where it says Camp Crystal Lake to mm-hmm. the entrance, and that's whenever he sees a light flash on a flashlight, and he's like. Oh my god! And so he's like, "Who's that? Who's that?" And then he sees them, and I and that, that's this point. You can he tell they recognize he, they recognize yeah. each other because he's like, he's like well, oh, "Oh hey, what are you doing out here?" And then and then you get stabbed immediately. And the and then sound it cuts. was there was like it actually made both Andrew and I jump. A bit. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, "Ooh!" Okay. I just I always thought it's so funny that it's like he's just like, "What are you doing here?" Ooh! Yeah, and then it cuts away. Like, it it's so reminded fast. me very much of the first death the first stabbing like mid sentence ah, yeah. and stuff he was wearing yellow as well i was like um, steve is dead fast yes he was, <laughs> he was i was out. like oh man he literally came back just to die just <clears throat> to die and so we have the power is then out right like mm-hmm. it was already been kind of out but like then like it's like out out like yeah. at this point not even the backup generator is working right because it yes. goes out because then it goes like pitch black yeah and that's whenever like bill and that's whenever bill says i'm gonna go fix it mm-hmm. and that's and whenever like, alice is like i want to go with you but he's like no you just stay here and go to sleep get some get rest, some rest blah 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 she did look really tired she did and so then we have alice waking up um well for i mean well we get you know we obviously get to see bill like having this interaction going and like trying to get the generator fix and the whole time we're thinking like yep he's about to die mm-hmm. he's about to die and this is where i put the note like is the camera work supposed to be from the eyes of the killer or, or not just, yeah because i was like either some of these motherfuckers have zero spatial awareness <laughs> or because he's literally right there yeah There's it like, like zooms <laughs> in like it's like the camera almost hits his face at one point yeah and i was like how how you know i, don't know. I think that's just how they chose to like, film it but and then I he think, obviously did die in that room yeah, or he, around he died. there. Yeah. Um, we don't get to see it, but Not he yet. is dead because then we get Alice waking up. Bill! And she's like freaked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we can assume it's probably what, been like 15, 20 minutes. She probably yeah. knocked out and then was like, oh shit. Had I'm, one of those where you're falling kind of dreams, but I have those with all the time. Bill dying. I yeah. suppose instead. And so she wakes up. She's going to go looking for Bill. She ends up going to where the generator is. And it's the way that she opens the door and then closes the door. And then Bill is total Halloween style. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. where uh, he's just pinned up on the door with some arrows. Uh, with some arrows, and she's freaking out. Obviously, he's pretty he's pretty messed up. Yeah, um, but how fun! <clears throat> yeah, it was fun. I like yeah. that part. She freaks out, um, obviously, as anyone would, and that's when we get a whole her running out of there. She um, then goes to another cabin room, and that's whenever she's by the kitchen, or it's in the kitchen, isn't it? Because I remember she's by a fridge, and that's oh. whenever we get what's your face getting yeah because she's like trying to tie up the entrance and stuff and that's it, right in the most this like door. inefficient way possible. she kept trying to build stuff up and it was just like she's just she's making a path of yeah like, everything mess. just kept falling down and i was like girl i think you got it with the string tied that to was the, it enough yeah tied to the roof thing yeah even then i'm just like she's only making more of a hazard for herself than she yeah is. i was like, like she's possibly tying up the only exit to get out because i was like, i thinking, didn't like, know you're tying that shit up but there's like windows windows window and window, she closes window. one like one set of curtains yeah but not the others and then she does go she, exploring you know, she's freaking out yeah she's freaking out and I was like, okay, I guess we'll I, give I don't know what I would do in that situation either. But I was just like, what if what if the killer's already inside, mm. girl? Like, come on. The call is coming from inside the house. Yep. And, and so we have her then she <laughs> then goes to the kitchen. Going to the kitchen. She's kind of still we just have her freaking out. It's funny because even the whole time she was putting on that the chairs up and tying things, she kept me she keeps making these like ah, 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 noises. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like this is this is a lot. <laughs> like uh, Anyways, and, and so right before she like whenever right before the window scene happens, yeah. she's like sitting there and she kind of slumps back against the fridge and she's like, what am I going to do? Literally. And, it's and like then the- a body flies right through the window. <laughs> it's and funny. It ends up being Brenda. So we now know Brenda's officially dead because uh-huh. she gets thrown through the window right in front of her. And it's the way that Alice is just like mortified, just like looking at her the whole time and can't take her eyes off her and is just screaming. Yeah. You know? And nowhere at any point. And Alice doesn't even like, I mean, I'm sure she probably looked at, but Alice doesn't even like, like try to help like, or check alive? pulse or like anything. There were a few moments where it looked I like Brenda looked was like she was still moving. alive. I thought yeah. she was moving. There was multiple times where I was like, <laughs> or it's just bad acting. Brenda's still alive. Because playing yeah, a dead person, probably. she's still breathing. But <laughs> like literally, I was like, wait, she's not even gonna check on her. Yeah. Like she just like leaves her. This that's bitch dead. Literally. And so yeah, she gets out of there, and I think that's right after that she starts seeing the flashlight. Yeah, she sees headlights. The headlights. That's what. It and is. she's she like, headlights. she's like, Steve. Oh my God, Steve. And I'm like, oh, that's not, not Steve. Steve. And then this is where Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees out. comes out of the same Jeep that picked mm-hmm. up Miss Annie. Annie. So already you know, like, okay, we know where this is going. Yep. And we have her coming out and already from the get go. You can tell something ain't right with Miss Voorhees. Yeah, she, she looked. She kinda she's a little off. She got the crazy eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the way she's like telling uh, Alice. She's like, "I can't help you if you don't tell me what's going on. Stop mm-hmm. like you know crying. Stop whatever." She just wanted to hear what she had done back to her, probably. Yeah. And she says like, "I'm an old friend of Christie's. I've you know I've worked out here. Yeah. I know, uh, yeah, the Christie's. Sorry, um, I know all about this place, mm-hmm. but I can't help you. I can't help you." Yeah. And then she, at one point she was like, no, we can't go in there. And she's like, I'm not afraid. And Literally. Like, yeah. Because you're the motherfucking killer. Literally. Bitch, and so at that killer. point, that's whenever we get the good old villain monologue and, she literally lets the killer into the building with her. Literally. And uh, she gets revealing basically everything, you know, what happened with Jason and what happened uh, all those other years were basically her trying to keep the camp from reopening. I couldn't let this place reopen. Yeah. Uh, so we have all that revealed by Mrs. Voorhees. And at that point, that's whenever Alice is just 
kind of like I don't, like, I don't oh, think she knows what the hell she's going to do. Yeah. Especially when she goes, today was his birthday. Yeah. And, and Alice like, already at that point is nope. like, shit. <laughs> and uh, that's whenever we have the, the psycho moments, I believe, too. Mm-hmm. Whenever Mrs. Voorhees is like. It's like flashing back to Jason's drowning. And he's like, help me, help me, mommy. And she's like, I will, Jason. I will. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting this like double exposure happening. It with... was given DID to me. I yeah. was like, she totally took on her son's persona mm-hmm. as a traumatic. Which like, is actually, I mean, it's a relatively common thing. Yeah. There was, I as was listening child. to this one. I, I, I think it was like, honestly, like a zombie kind of story, like a mm-hmm. real life zombie thing where someone died and then came back to life. But the whole time after the child's death, this mother was sitting there and had this alternate persona that was her kid the, because yeah. she couldn't let cope. Go. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had to keep some sort of. Like and then I think the kid tether. came back. It was fucking weird. I don't, I don't know. know. I'll have to find that and send that to you. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's giving story from the Bible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Resurrection. Jesus said. Um, and so, take anyways, on your child's persona, literally. And so we have uh, all that happening. We have then. What it's got to be about six, seven different fights between Mrs. Voorhees and Alice God, leading yeah. up to the finale. Andrew was getting pissed. He was I like, was, just fucking kill her. Me too. <laughs> I was like, is she not going to like double tap at any point? Like, or, girl, like, you she, got to double keeps tap. just like knocking her out. And then this is at what point too for me. I was just like, is Alice the only person who had like some sort of fight in here? Mm-hmm. No, you're telling me nobody else put up a fight with Tried this woman? Tried to at least do something. Yeah. Because yeah. she goes down surprisingly easy. Very, multiple times. But then multiple there was a certain times. point where she's like choking. I was like, you know what? This bitch Ms. is strong. He's got some strength. She got some strength in there. Yeah. She's been working up for this all she, year. She's one of those moms that gets that she adrenaline, goes to the mall. lifts a car. Oh yeah, she's powerful. She's, she's been like training. She for looks this day. like it with that cable net. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we have quite a few different interactions between her and Alice, um, where they're fighting. There's uh, a time when Alice hits her in the pantry with a a pan. A pan, like a big old oh, yeah. pan. And she's and been I think running even before around. that, there was one before that. There's yeah, like three or four. She <laughs> fights her, and then she runs outside. She tries to get to the Jeep. She finds Annie's body. That's then she's right. running. She finds Steve's. And then I just put, oh, oh and now that, and that, you know what? And that gave, I feel like I'm yelling, sorry, that gave Halloween vibes, mm-hmm. especially whenever, it, when he came out and uh-huh. he swung down. Because all yeah. the bodies are like lined up for her to run into. Miss mm-hmm. uh, Voorhees like putting in the work, Lori. just like Michael yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, this is where it gets very like this is where she, you really see that she has taken on this alter ego. Yeah. And this gave me that very Norman Bates vibe mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. talking yeah. to when you finally just lose it. Uh-huh. She snapped at this yeah. point. It was all gone. And that that part was that part was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Oh, I like it too. I like the part where she was like kind of losing her mind. Mm-hmm. Like and I like, felt like it just makes the most sense with the character as well. Yeah. <clears throat> it had me cracking up a little bit at some points, but I liked yeah, there it. were some points where I was like, eh, it was a little comical, but there were some other parts where I was like, that was well executed. Yeah. That was, I mean, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, no, I think the fuck not. Yeah. <laughs> like that's scary. She's pissed off. Yeah. She still could not get over the death of her son, which actually, you know, 57 and it's now 80. It's yeah. been so many years. Like since 20 then. plus years. Yeah. 20 years. It's crazy. Something. It's, it's pretty wild. And then, but so Alice has found a room and she's got a gun. And this, she's about to break this gun, oh, right. trying to open up the cabinet I to get the bullets. I thought that was literally the way she was banging that thing against the channel. I was I'm like, like that's it's not, not going to work. Useful. It's not going to happen. Yeah. She's not going to get it open that way. And then finally we have Mrs. Voorhees coming in anyways and then just like snatches the gun from mm-hmm. her. And this is this is where she says the killer mommy. Yeah. And 
she's like, I will, I will. And I was like, Ooh. and then we finally, it all ultimately leads up to them getting to the docks, getting to the boat area. And then finally Miss Voorhees comes towards Alice with the machete and they're fighting. And then finally, um, Oh yeah. yeah. Alice gets the, the machete from her. Yeah. And they're all this doing time. A little fighting. Sort even more hardcore, so. Hardcore. Like, yeah, fighting. they're basically like punching each other. They're throwing each other down. And you're right. Yeah, each other. she did hit her with the cast iron pan. She had hit she her with doubled, the cast iron She should have double tapped her then. A and she of... should have hid behind mm. in that bush longer before she went to the dock. Yeah, that's true. If she would have hid there longer, I feel like she wouldn't have been noticed. Gone, made in contact yeah. with her. And uh, I guess it is um, important to say that a lot of these actors were actually stage actors. A lot of them didn't have like experience like in theater, theatrical roles. Mm. or on screen roles they were like stage actors so that's why i feel like a lot of this um acting throughout the movie too it's very like dramatic like yeah we're performing for the people in the back of the crowd alice had that one line the at the beginning whenever she goes to meet bill and asking about like the thinner and she goes i don't even know if i'll make it all week yeah that yeah. one i was like Ooh, girl. overacting a Come little on. bit, but I, it's because they're stage actors. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, that makes sense. And so, yeah, I felt like a lot of this is very theat like theatrical in the sense of the stage theat theatrics. Also, the way Ms. Voorhees was swinging this machete and half the time so and, was the silliest yeah, thing. Silly, silly, silly. I was like, girl, but I, I love her performance. How do you kill man. people with that? <laughs> um, and then finally, we get the the ultimate scene where. Uh, Alice grabs a machete and then just whoosh, like a baseball bat chops off Mrs. Orphy's head. And it's very comedic in the way, too, that this is shot. It. The head, like, it looks like it, like, kind of exploded off. Yeah. And it was like, boom. And then her hands are, like, up in the air. The like, dude that, uh, the way that they had a, the fake head on top of a stunt double's body and they had it attached with toothpicks. So that oh. way it would really just, like, on a stunt off. double's body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was Well, like on some prosthetics. Like oh. It's like he had like a something on top of his head. Oh, okay. That on. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like. Not just like in his skin. Yeah. I was imagining. With pins and needles. I was imagining him just like leaning his head like. <laughs> and just holding it like this. Yeah. Or like, it's just like balancing on his like shoulders. Yeah. His like pecs, you know. The power of practical effects and a toothpick. <laughs> it can uh, keep your chimichanga together and your flautas together when you're frying them and also hold on a fake head. Yum. And so we have, yeah, her to head flies off. We got we got blood and bone and then she just falls to the floor basically. And mm -hmm. then we have Miss Allison finally making her way to a boat and she gets in one of these little canoes and starts, you know, getting Paddling. herself to the, which also at that point, I don't understand why she would get in the boat and get to to the middle of a lake. When you Wait. just killed the killer. Yeah, you just killed the killer. You <laughs> should be safe. I mean, you, you I guess she doesn't off. know if Maybe. there's a second yeah, one out true. there. So she, I mean, yeah, she doesn't know. So I guess that <clears throat> would be the safest spot. And that's whenever we get, like you said, the mu it's now daytime by this point. Mm -hmm. um, we have the music, rolling the up. music playing of, you know, it's more uh, cinematic. Or mm -hmm. I don't know what the word is from the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie was like very like jarring scary music and this is supposed to be peaceful tranquil yes. giving you like a oh this is the mm -hmm. happy end of the movie and then um she's in the the lake we have her then noticing that the coppers are coming because she hears the sirens and as soon as she kind of like props up and looks over there at them we have a um very muddy and wet Jason Voorhees <laughs> hopping young like a kid version jumping out of the water mm -hmm. and grabbing her and pulling her into the water yeah. out of the boat just when you think all just is when you safe. think it's over yep um and that's when we then get like a, I, 
I, I'm assuming it's a dream sequence. Yeah. Right. But she wakes up. She comes to you in the hospital. And that's when they're asking her all these questions like um, or she's asking questions. Sorry. She's like, are they all dead? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then she's, she's he's did like, you find yeah. the boy. And she's like, did you find the boy? And he's like, what boy? And she's like, Jason, the boy who drowned. And he's like, Jason, the boy in the water. Yeah. And so she's like, that means he's still out there. And he's still there. And it yeah. doubles exposures back to the lake. And then it mm-hmm. then settles on the lake and we pan in. Yeah, it's a and beautiful credits. like sun glistening on the water mm-hmm. type of scene, and that's it. And that's uh 1980s Friday the 13th. Fun. Yeah, I yeah. it was good. I you know I hadn't seen it in a really long time. Like I totally, I was, I was like, telling Mike I middle forgot school, that I think. that like hockey mask thing wasn't even, not even a part of this. He doesn't even come in. I think until the, the, third. the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is like what everyone thinks about when they think of Jason and Friday the 13th, and it's like. Yeah. Literally wasn't even a thing, until which is the third so one. like crazy to me to think about because, like, when it comes to like horror movies, like Jason is so synonymous with like horror. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and the th- he's to think one that, of the big, yeah, like to one think of the that greats. He didn't even enter his own franchise until like the third movie, until the third film. Yeah, yeah. and it's so uh, wild. This uh, horror franchise too, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. They literally had eight movies come out in the ten years of the, like the decade of nineteen. 19- 80 to 90 they had eight movies come out that's too many yeah it, it really is but it's <laughs> they had one they did um 80 81 82 83 84 i believe skipped no went to 85 and then went to like 88 89 and then yeah. you'd think wes craven was in on this for real got himself a franchise <laughs> it's cash grab um but yeah i i i don't know what i'm gonna rate this me neither to be honest i don't know I, I asked andrew he goes he goes one yeah i watched it it with robert he didn't care for it either he thought it was he thought it was funny he was like is this a comedy yeah i was like there was one point where andrew like kind of started tapping his foot and i was like you good he's like they just make me anxious and i was like yeah this is just you know people making dumb choices but Mm -hmm. that would us that's what you wanted it did get much better towards the end yeah not as like that opening scene <clears throat> I think the I biggest issue and qualm that I had with the movie, and it's not necessarily that it was bad. It's just that I feel like there was a lot of extra footage that could have been cut out mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily driving the plot anywhere. Yeah. Like having a three minute scene of her making coffee, like wasn't exciting to watch. No. Um, so if it was just a little, I guess it makes you maybe, feel safe enough and you don't like know the when tension, it's gonna happen. like the release yeah. of tension and like regular and getting back to spooky. I just feel like if they maybe cut out like a good 20 ish minutes of extra, whatever, whatever, it would be really solid. Yeah. But other than that, um, you know what? I'd give it like a two. A two. Wow. I'd give it a two yeah. out of five. Why is that? Because of everything you just, you know, said, I so. give it a two. <laughs> you know what? I give it a 2022 two. I give it a 1983 okay. and a half, there if go. that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I need to remove myself from like where we are now and mm-hmm. what we've seen and what is all made fun of this and graphics and where we are. Where if I was watching this in 1980, probably like 11 or 13 years old, it probably would have spooked me out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I mean, at that and for a lot of people, times, that's when they watch this. Yeah. So this movie holds like. It's that, like that special. Gravitas. I know. I feel I like we'll get like burned favorite. at the yeah. stake for having any other opinion that this film was great. And I do, like we talked about earlier, the cultural like significance, the impact. This oh, film yeah. is iconic. Yeah. It the amount of references that are in pop culture and yeah. everywhere else, like in a, like in a Nicki Minaj song. Yeah. It's Friday so the 13th. many things. 
guess who's playing Jason? Like, yeah. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. And man, what is it with them? Because Cardi B had the Nightmare on Elm Street bathtub scene uh, in their, right. her thought shit yeah. music video. Yeah. And so. No, that's, that's Megan, Megan Stallion. Stallion. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anyways. The it, amount of it references. Does the amount of influence. hold such a like big place in pop culture. <laughs> But I, I feel like more so. The way just Caitlin, you're about to give it a one. Jason, no, I, I was honestly thinking three. Three. In like the mindset, like you said, I was in 1980. Having to take yourself back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because overall, like it did get better towards the end, and I was like, okay, some of these practical effects were really good. There were yeah. a bunch of scenes where I was just laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm 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 me now. I'm not then. If I would have seen it when it came out, I probably would have been like, "This was good." And I loved I loved the twist because everyone going in, yeah, and people forget, and like that's why in Scream, what was it for the one with what's her face, Jill, Mm -hmm. her cousin Emma Roberts, yes, yeah, and then they're like, uh, the girl, the cheerleader from Heroes. Oh, uh huh. uh -huh. That's the question that got her killed. Yeah. Hayden Panettiere. What's her yes. name in the movie? Kirby. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is she, oh, oh, she's going to be in Scream 6. Oh, she is? They, yeah, Scream 6. Yep. I was really kind of sad um, that she didn't come back into 5. Uh, well, yeah. Nev Campbell's not coming back for 6. Really? Or 7. Which, I mean, I, uh, I I'm, I'm torn. Because it's like, I get it. Like, her story is kind of like, what more can you do with that story? Yeah. But I feel like it's not a Scream movie without Nev Campbell in some yeah. sort of way. But, you know, we're going to let it. Dewey's dead now. We're going to let it figure out. I know. So the next movie, Gail. Uh, Monica. Monica. Uh, Monica. What's her real name? Oh, God. Monica. Um, she's going to be uh, the center, supposedly, of the newer movie. Okay. It's like, going to be Gail Weathers centered, which I'm not mad at. Yeah. I, I like a good Gail I would Weathers. watch the Gail Weathers yeah. show. Um, but, yes, that was the question that she got wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were like, who was the killer in yeah. Friday? Friday the 13th, the original, and she was like, Well, that's Jason. even at the beginning of uh, the original Scream with oh, Casey. Yeah. Remember, she does that. As, she does. I think that's what you're thinking of. Oh, maybe. Because it's with Drew Barrymore. Remember, she's on the phone. Yeah. And he's like, that was, She's like, That's a quick, a trick question. That's true. Yeah. I feel like, but they feel like Kirby, Kirby got it also wrong too. had, Kirby or she got also something wrong. Had the, that whole thing happen. She had to think call. a little too long and technically answered correctly, but she still ended up losing. Yeah. Because she got stabbed. She got stabbed. Um, but yeah. But um, not dead. So Yay. is it a three? Yeah, I'll I'll give it a three, but like you said, I'll, I'll give it a two point five from today. No, yeah, Let's just, I'll just give it a three. A three because I'll just give it a three as well. I did enjoy it. Yeah. It was I fell asleep the first time I was watching it, but I think I, I was just also very it. tired. I like learning about what went into it. Yeah, ever knowing, reading all the facts yeah, and stuff. That and was knowing super fun. like yeah, and I think that's always the fun part of these movies is like getting to know like what actually went into the production. Mm-hmm. Uh, because especially with this one too, like you have it, to be so much more creative. Back yeah, then. and and especially now itself being the staple that it is everything that went into it and also like you just said yeah you do have to be more creative because everything now is like we've seen it all it's derivative of something or mm-hmm. someone's thought of it so back then, and these people were get just, more money they don't yeah. have to recycle their leaves like they did in halloween that's true picking up all the little fall foliage that's true that's true <laughs> but yeah overall you guys your boobies give 1980s friday the 13th og a three out of five booze yeah yes it's uh it's a classic. It's a classic. If you're really into it's horror, I feel like you can't not say you are without watching it. To be H, I feel like even if you hate it, you got to at least you have to, to have watch it. it. Yeah, yeah, just to know even 
to understand, uh, to understand any reference that happens. That's in exactly other what I mean. Like that literally the amount of references. There was this one film I was watching on Shutter that I think was I think it might have actually been a series with one of the ones where nope, it was a horror anthology kind of one. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of different little like shorts. Yeah. And one of them was like could have been like cut for cut. Yeah, yeah, for from sure. Or even uh Friday the thirteenth. Even uh American Horror Story season nine, camp nineteen eighty four or whatever. Yeah, I didn't get to see I, that one. That one is literally this, it's this, just Friday the thirteenth movie, but expanded into like nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, so this one we chose it like we said earlier because it's summertime, and you know you might be yeah. at camp. Who knows? You're doing campy things. You're going camping. I went to church camp like three summers in a row. Yeah, I hated it, but I also my did. family sent me. I had to get stitches. Once I fell out of a tree, mm. I had to get like nine stitches in yeah. my knee. Super fun. But to stay on trend with the kind of summer-esque feeling and mm-hmm. vibes, we are going to do Midsummer. Midsummer. Next. Yes. Yay. A personal, my favorite yeah. movie from 2019, hands down. Directed not- by Ari Aster. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not even just horror film. This was my favorite <sighs> film of 2019. And Ari Aster is the same person who uh, directed your next, right? That we, or he was tied, he's tied to it somehow. Somehow, I yeah. Don't remember he correctly. He did Hereditary as well. That one too, which so, we will be covering some point as yes. well. Yes. Oh, because it's so good. But, uh, yeah, the little. Um, but, so, if you have seen this film, I feel like this is one of those ones, kind of like Get Out was, where even if you don't really necessarily like horror, you mm. maybe have seen this film and yeah. it probably fucked you up too. Yeah. Um, but so if you want to talk to us about that, you can please do so whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Please do so. Please on reach out socials. to us on our social media, which is only one platform mm-hmm. at this moment. It's on Instagram and that is at Boo Bays podcast, B-O-O-B-A-E-S because mm-hmm. we're your Boo Bays, not your Boo Babes. And you can let us know what you thought about Friday the 13th. Yeah. Or any of the franchise. Or please like send that. us some recommendations if you have a summer movie, horror yeah. movie that you feel we should cover. Um, because we've got a, like a list that we can choose from, but n- neither of us have like a real good, like, this is my favorite summer horror yeah. film because not a lot of them take place during in the, the summer. summer. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a specific niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we are, we're so excited to be doing this and we are in once again, the lovely, like we mentioned earlier, Rogue Media Network Studios. Mm-hmm. They always the new studios. Yeah, it looks really great. Um, and we also implore you to check us out on all of your favorite uh streaming platforms wherever that may be one of the two major ones being um either apple podcast or spoofy Spotify. and wherever you do listen please don't forget to rate review and subscribe and like it that's right share it it's the only way we can get ahead in life tell your friends tell everyone tell your family members make go this to the cemetery perform seances bring people ghosts. back to life to please. listen to this that would have been a good cue in for like Evanescence to like make a little bring me to life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wake me up. Wake me up. It's hard. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, I was not about to hit those notes right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, is that all today? That, that is. It? That's it. That okay. is. All right. I gotta all right. go. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.